How's it going, man? Uh, it's going well. Well, considering the circumstances, I mean, you know, I try not to complain. Just do my shit and just stay active, stay positive. Are you uh, are you in your pad right now? I'm in my apartment. Yeah, that's cool. I like your vibe already. I can tell. I can see. I can just see some stuff. You know, it just looks pretty cool. Like I try to rock. I'm a little bit different. I have a when I come home from tour or whatever I'm doing, I need to have my house completely white. It's got to be like 2001. Uh, I I have to be voided out of any saturation. I have to feel like wow. I, because if I come home to the mindset, yeah. then then I never leave. And you know, I got four kids and blah blah blah. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a lot of divisions, uh, but it looks cool there. Hopefully sometime I get to come and hang, whatever. Absolutely. Before we get into too much or, or whatever, how you been? I've been good. Staying busy. Just came back from the holidays, what, 10 days ago. So it was awesome. Good. Where'd you go? Dominican Republic. Nice. Nice. Anything special? Just relax or... And just just coming from this, which is fucking mud and winter, not anymore because we're in the spring officially, but coming from winter into fucking um, 30 Celsius and sun and, and breeze, it was just spectacular. I didn't really, I don't, I don't need much when I go to holidays. I agree with you. We're getting ready to do the same thing. We're getting ready to do some recording and, uh, the most I can say is it is definitely going to be in an absolutely warm state. And I'm looking very forward to having some vitamin D enter my yeah. optical nerves and right into my brain. I feel like I'm, it gets cold here where we're at. Yeah. Hey, so uh, is it sleep not recording? Uh, sure. Okay. Yes, of course. Of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, I took, uh, I took the opportunity. I have a different, I have a different like outlook on, on what we've all been doing in the world because one, I have been, um, I've been lucky in terms of people like Corey Taylor wanting to do other bands and tour after Slipknot's done. Uh, number one, I support that because he gets to get all of what he is and feels done as an artist, which makes which makes him happy and it makes me happy. But most importantly, it takes me it takes me three months to convince myself I'm off the road. Like I, my wife's like, there's no tour manager here. I don't know what we're doing tonight. I don't know what's for dinner. Uh quit pacing you're freaking me out and i'm like all right all right all right then it takes me three months after that to like repair my body because my brain is finally submitted and will chill out so the body's like thank you for letting us you know now do our thing so then the body just collapses and oh. so now i'm about six months off the road right yeah and then the next year I spend smelling, tasting, looking, analyzing, sleeping, 
practicing waking up in dreams, all this good stuff. Listen to other music, see who the new hot artist is, feel his temperature, her temperature, mm -hmm. <clears throat> feel, feel the vibration of the earth, whatever it's screaming, you know, is space crashing down, you know, who's gonna put albums out? What are we all thinking? And then, you know, usually around, usually around two years, I start getting really bored. And I, I'm like, it's time for the clowner to get mm. out. And then I'm ready. So if you think about last March, we were all told to, you know, sort of quarantine. And now it's March and it's been only one year. And like, I'm used to being home for two and a half years. So I don't know about everybody else, but like, I've had so much peace and like, I'm used to this. So like, where everybody else is like, oh, scrambling around. I'm like, you know what? I'll just start writing music with anybody who wants to write in the knot. And that's been difficult because uh, not all of us uh, can get together. Uh, but there's been several people that have entered uh, my new little studio in my house, the Electric Theater. And uh, we got to do what we do best and that's have fun and make eat music effortlessly without people breathing down our back. And so that's what I've been doing, man. Just, just writing music with no pressure in my own house, taking uh, vegetables from my own garden and cooking up some hot sauce and, and then coming back down and having a couple shots of my own whiskey and just trying to get through this time like everybody else. But I am highly I, I also try to be highly connected to the severity of, I've been saying this one a lot lately and I'm not really informed too much about it, but this is the one that, you know, I don't preach and I don't want to get it on an agenda. What's going on over here? Cause things are really, you know, everybody's right. Cause everybody's wrong or everybody's wrong. Cause everybody's right. I'm just tired of it. But one thing I know is, you know, there's a recent thing that went on and I really don't know the full story. And there's always two sides. But I just know the moral of the story is that a woman got in trouble for stealing one single can of baby formula. And, you know, laws are laws. Um, but, you know, humanity is humanity. And we're talking about, I mean, you know, of course, if I was there, I would have bought her as many cases as she needed. I don't know what happened but it was just enough to spin me out. So I try while I'm blessed to make art every day and have people support me. I also try to stay connected um, uh, to the outside world without getting depressed yeah. on, on what, what's really happening, which is us in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so I, I, I stay connected, but man, I've been doing really well I picked up, I've mastered hot sauce. I've mastered gardening, I believe. <clears throat> I mean, I'm going crazy. And then I want to I want to share one thing and then I want to know what you've done, but you may relate to this. So I had all these, my mom was a master gardener and she she's like, one day you're going to garden because you're going to get obsessed with life and you're going to be obsessed that you can create life and because you're a male. And I'm like, give me 40 bucks to mow the lawn. I'm going to mow over every plant you ever grew. So my mom used to give funerals to plants that she would grow because she was a master gardener. And I just mm -hmm. run this shit right over, right? Just, 
give me beer money. So this summer when we were told to stay home, I, I got deep into it, man. I was digging holes, putting cardboard down for water retention, you know, like old logs for like just re reclaiming nature for nature. Like I just, my mind blew up. And one day there was this caterpillar and I recognized the caterpillar. I was like, oh my God, that thing is fucking alien. I'm like, I remember this caterpillar. And I'm like, I haven't seen this thing since I was a kid. I wonder if they're endangered. I wonder, I wonder if they're making their way back to, to, to Des Moines, whatever. And I studied it. I was like, God, what is it? So beautiful. It's alien. Like humans think they got problems. I'm looking at this thing. I mean, you can't be a doctor for this. Think about it. you got to study 60 legs, antennas, eyes. You know, there's no doctors for that. It's way more intense than you and I, I believe. So I'm calling a friend who's a botanist and he's a master botanist on what we think it is, you know, he's, he does what he does, but I'm telling him he's very grounded to the earth. You know, he does his plants with his shoes off. So he gardens with his feet in the soil, you know, he, he's telling me, so I go, Hey bro, I saw this caterpillar today and it just blew my mind. And I looked it up and it was a monarch caterpillar. And I remember when I was a kid, there were a lot of monarchs around and and I started noticing all the monarchs and, and my bro just stopped me. He goes, he, I go, I said, I go, I think they're making a way back, you know, and this, and he just stopped me and he goes, no, man, your eyes are open again. And I was like, oh, it hurts so much because I was like, I've been focused on one thing for so long. My own, sometimes it feels selfish dream art you know and in the middle of that searching i stopped seeing caterpillars and monarchs and in the midst of it i lose one of my own children you know like so this whole covid thing has like yeah it's expanded my mind in art and as a human and like where i'm gonna go next and that's just to bring it full circle like is it slipknot music what are you doing so i've used this whole time and humanity to sort of pull it in and see what I can contribute to what I'm noticing. And what I noticed is that mm -hmm. I quit noticing monarch caterpillars. <laughs> and it made me very sad because I honestly couldn't remember the last time I saw one of these. And I, it was like seven or eight years old. And that is like, what does that mean? If I haven't noticed one of these things for that long, what does that mean to life? So that's what I've been getting into, sort of re-behavioral, not behavioral health recovery, but behavioral changing, like strict clockwork orange, let's make it happen. You know, I'm better. <laughs> so you, what, what has been your epiphanies uh, before, you know, we will obviously carry on to what's happening in the frequent moment here, but what have you been doing for the year? Gotten any crazy places in your brain that went further than where they already are? Well, in the first place, you know, like the, like when we, um, 
where we stopped and when we stopped. I was, um, I was already scheduled to tour, to do another tour with my, uh, release a record with my other band, Me and That Man, and start another tour like fucking three weeks later. And uh, there was a, every, every time it'd be like, I would book the stuff and my calendar would look nice on paper. But then when you put that in action, I'd be like, every time I'd be like, holy shit, why did I book it? Why it's so early? Why like no longer pauses and, and, and like gaps in between? Because there's hardly any, I'm always like running, running and just catching up, catching up. And there's never been time to like fully just either decompress or what you said before, you get like big pauses, like big times off. I've never got that really. Every like few times a year, I go on like a proper holidays, which means no social media, uh, just books, sun, and doing nothing, sleep and eat and exercise. No music, no making music, no touring, nothing. And I do that. And I practice that like a few times a year. So this time, when uh, my other band was about to release the record, I was like, holy shit, already? And then COVID came. And what COVID did was like, I was pretty much the only guy hoping, I really hope the tour is not happen. The tour will not happen, that we can cancel or postpone it. And, but I, never, I didn't really sh show that to anyone because I knew how much the other musicians wanted to tour. And it's important, of course, because if there is no touring, how are you going to back the record up, right? How are you going to promote it? It's, it's stupid, you know, to really, I mean, you can release music and not tour, of course, you know, but not us. And uh, so I was happy. Here, I was happy. And then weeks, and it would turn into months. And I was like, you know what? I don't remember how, when was the last time I had not weeks, but it turned into months with no deadline, nothing, no shows, every, everything would just start being canceled. And I was one of the very few people that wouldn't panic because I organized my life the way that I, if there is no work, you know, like in next, like, in a year down the road, you know, I, I still can make my living, okay? So it's not just the music, it's other businesses. So I'm pretty secure. That's how I, you know, manage my life throughout the years, you know? So it's not, I don't depend just on music, just on touring, just on merchandise, no. Like the chair has four legs, you know? So my chair has fucking, I don't know, seven legs. And, you know, it just makes my life more comfortable, like mentally, I'm like, I'm safe. So the touring is not happening. Cool. No albums, nothing. Cool. I, I still can manage. But what I enjoyed the most was like, it'd be months and months after months, you know, and I would just start making new music with both bands and there'd be no deadline, nothing. And uh, it felt extremely liberating. It felt like in the early days when... Uh, like in 90s, how I would work on the record. I would just work on the record as long as it needed. Like last, let's say 15 years, it's been from record to record and in between all the touring cycle. So the touring cycle was done and then like, 
So what are we gonna do? Let's fucking make a record. Okay, let's do the record. So it was totally unprecedented. It never happened before. And it felt like, I like that. I enjoy that situation. So staying creative for most part of that time, just making new music for both bands, traveling a lot and fucking taking my time with everything. Waking up when I need to wake up, um, meditating, doing yoga, exercising, and not finally, finally not rushing. I love the fact that I'm not rushing. And um, by the fact, like my life pretty much like yours is just being a gypsy, right? It's a very nomadic type of life. When you're always in a terminal, always flying somewhere, always doing something. So it really felt very soothing. So, sorry, soothing. Soothing or soothing? Soothing. Uh, soothing. That uh, it's just, okay, there's no, no plan, no adventure, no tour, no promo through nothing in a picture in upcoming months. And in my adult life, it's never been like that before. So finally something new in this life that I already know so well, you know what I mean? You, you got your oil like formulas lined up or your rituals, you know exactly what's happening. And then you wake up 70 and like, uh. so I'm, I, I would say I'm thankful to lockdowns and COVID for the fact that I could just slow the fuck down, that I could just grab my guitar whenever I felt like, and don't rush making music. And I would just digest every idea like hundreds of times if I needed. If I didn't, I would just make a song in 30 minutes. The other songs would take fucking year and no one would be there, oh, come up with the record. No. So for that, I'm super thankful to COVID and lockdown. Of course, it's been what, year now, like full year or like longer. And it's getting to my head now. Okay, I'm like, as much as I enjoy this domestic life and I love my daily routines and I, you know, hang out with my girlfriend, we go to holidays. We actually went to holidays like a couple of times within a year, more than usual, which is also amazing. You know, like this is the most often that I would just make holidays and just fucking travel to Zanzibar, Dominicana, uh, fucking uh, Portugal, Greece twice. It was awesome. But then um, we're coming to this point when I'm like, all right, fucking hell. I mean, it doesn't really look like we're touring this year. And honestly, and I brought that up lately on one of my, com of my uh, posts on Instagram. And I'm being not pessimistic. I'm being very realistic. And I don't think we ever are coming back to the touring or whatever normality that we knew from before COVID. It's never ever coming back to the same standards. It's gonna be new standards for most of the things that we, that we did. What do you think? Well, <clears throat> I definitely don't think it's gonna be the same because every day is different anyway. Um, it's, 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 it's a weird thing in my brain because I'm like, 
you know, they don't warn us about car wrecks. You know, car accidents kill more people than COVID. True. And the government doesn't tell you to stay out of your car. You just go right ahead and get on the highway and let that semi slam right into you. So, yeah. you know, is it a bad thing it's going to be different? I don't think so, because I think overall, I think overall in, in humanity and this plague called the human condition, we need to be healthier. See, I, I, I mean, I've always been on stage looking out at, you know, a hundred men with their shirts off, just smacking off each other, sweat, blood. I've had infants held for baptism by Corey in the middle of a pit where it's like, okay, cool. You proved your point. Now get the kid out of here. Right. I mean, we've seen it where sweat and blood and unfortunately we've had several people die at our show. Never while we were playing. Usually if I'm not, I, I don't know the facts. I just know it happens. Usually um, these people are pretty, pretty intoxicated or something. I don't know. Um, but will it ever come back the way it was? No, but they didn't always have seatbelts in cars. And if they did, it wasn't the law. And then it became the law. And then people were mad they had to put on their seatbelts. So it's really how you look at it for me. I get really mad at people that don't want to wear a mask because they think it's a, a it's an invasion of like their rights. How about maybe your breath stinks and I'm just going to wear one anyway. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not a it's not a, yeah. at this point. None of us even really know if the earth is alive anymore. It could have been dead a year ago. Yeah. How would you and I know? Are, are we are we really on the priority list to be called and say life is over as we know it? So. I don't mind change. I go with change. Same here. Do I want it to disrupt what we love and what I love? I can't speak for you, but I talk about this. What I love and why I do what I do is that, like my therapist says, I only tell the truth when I'm wearing my mask. So that says a lot, right? So I need to be up there and I need to perform and I need to I need to make eye contact with only one person, only one who I feel, who I've made myself feel, which is chemical, that maybe they're going through the same thing. And then together, whether I'm tired or I'm jet lagged, this one person, I can see that pain, which is love and fear. And I have it too. And we work it out. So I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss if they take that away. But I, I'm okay with change if, if the temperature is going to be taken when you walk in. That's cool. Who, who wants to get anybody sick? I don't want to be in a band that allows everybody to come in and then everybody's sick. Who wants that responsibility? I don't. Sure. I, want my yeah. kid, I want my kids to be healthy. But the truth is, there's still kids coming to shows before this happened with pneumonia, spiral meningitis, just got out with the flu or influenza, they're coming to the show, not telling anyone. This has been going on for decades. So I think the real, for me, I just feel like I'm happy that life wants to be proactive and cleaning shit up. 
You know, I, I don't care if, if, if the mask is a conspiracy or not, I'm probably going to wear one for the rest of my life because humans are generally just filthy. And I love it. And maybe I don't want you to see what I look like anyway. I love it. I just walk around. I'm like, I'm clean. Oh, yeah. What do we have? What do we have in common? Because obviously I'm also promised, even though it pisses me off, it's tiring and just on and yeah, off. Of course. You know, of course. It's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's, it's not convenient. It just, it's pain in the ass, but I still do it, of course. But then again, me and you, we are used to masks. Yeah, we're used to that. <laughs> I, I've loved it from the beginning because everybody's like, hey, 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 hey. And I'm like, whatever. Just get in it and figure it out. We say simple. <laughs> but I agree with you. It's not going to be the same. <clears throat> but at least uh, at least the, the, the people I'm associated with, the big companies uh, that help make our regiment possible for people like you and me, um, they're, they got everybody's best interests, you know, the doors aren't going to be open unless the safety factors there for a couple reasons. Why? I'd like to believe the A plus reason is we're all human. We want to take care of each other. So let's do the right thing. Uh, but this one day I was deep in it, man. I had squash problems and they bring on these weird bugs and just all this squash is a difficult plant. It's never going to be involved in my life ever again. So I'm down in it. My hair is just like out here. And I hear uh, the engineer uh, that's working with me, he's coming out to get lunch or something. And I'm hunched down in all these plants and I, he's like clown. And I just get up and, and he is just like, who the hell are you? And I'm like, <laughs> I've let go of all control. I don't care what my body looks like anymore. I don't care what you think about it. I don't care what you have to say. I don't care what you're looking at. You can go to hell. I, I don't, I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to, I don't want to feel, uh, I don't want to feel like, like something is controlling my ability to be happy. And at that moment, I was so hot and sweaty and I was in it and the leaves were cut me and there was ants and man, it was real. And then all of a sudden clown, I just, and I looked like, like a savage and it felt so good just to be me and just not worry about like, Oh, before I stand up, I'm going to throw my shirt on and like present myself in some way that I think I need to be. So I've done a lot of that. Let letting go of being angered, whether zoom is going to work or not. Like it's out of my control. I fucking yeah. care, you know? So, yeah, you know, it took me, most of the reasons why you and I never got together in the early, early stages is because I literally had to get in my truck, get off location, drive five miles into a parking lot and do the electric theater from there. Because again, I live by a, a federal lake and a, and a reserve. And I apparently the nearest cell tower is six miles away while they're talking about people going to mars they you know i can't get cell service but people are going to mars and you know i yeah. can't seem to figure anything out in this world but anyway let's talk about uh so you're anxious uh you're ready to go i i i think i agree with you things are going to be different but i think it's going to happen sooner than we all think I think it's going to happen very soon. I wouldn't hold your breath this summer, but I have a good feeling 
the good word that's being spread around is that, you know, early fall, uh, we all know that at least over here in America, things have changed. I'm not going to say things are settled down or figured out, but again, yeah. I, I won't comment on it because I only will speak of facts and I don't want things to get confused. Yeah. But but uh, um, the vaccines are out and- Yeah, I got my first shot already. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I got my first shot. How do you feel? Uh, when, when I get that question asked, I always say better than before. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, man, I, like, all I can say is we'll see, my friend. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> so yeah. I got the chip and uh, I'm happy about that i like to talk about it as well like publicly because obviously there's like a part of society that's just denying the um you know the value of it and that it's just useless and they're just there's a lot of like stupid uh, theories behind it i'm like I, i'm not even going there all i'm saying is like the sooner we all do it the better it is for all of us and i want i mean some kind of normality to be back. As I said before, I don't believe it's gonna be equal to what we knew. No, never. It's like, like September 11th, you know? Never before, like what was before that, it's never, we're never, never going back to what it was. Like, let's say flying standards, like, you know, uh, customs, uh, like all that stuff, you know? It, we're never going back, you know, before. It's, it's always past, uh, um, 9-11 so now it's going to be post-COVID standards they're going to be different but there's going to be a new normality all we need to do is just adopt to that and, uh, and just make the best out of it there's going to be new standards that's it so I always say get vaccinated uh, what it does to you I mean like every year I get a flu shot it was exactly the same. I just had, had like a little, um, really like small, like irritation but, in my biceps. That's it. But it's the things you can't see that get you. You know, it's the things you can't see that always get all of us. I'm with you. I haven't had a flu shot in over 20 years. And my doctor says I'm an anomaly because I've been all over the world and build up a resistance. Uh, we have a fish called a northern pike here in, in, I don't know if you're aware or not, but it's a big fish. And it's the fish that I learned, it has a slime around it. Mm. And the slime is a protection around the fish. People think it's the polluted lake, but it's a defense mechanism for the fish that it creates to keep what the pollution in the water away from it. So if you catch the fish, and you wipe all that off and let it go, it's probably, it's gonna be worse off because it's gonna be very vulnerable. So I haven't had a flu shot in 20 years and I haven't had the flu in 20 years. And, but let's, let me take it a step further. Do I, do I agree with the vaccine? I don't know what I agree with. I know I don't wanna to be told to do anything. I've never been told I had to get the uh, flu shot, but I'm being told and this could have changed. Uh, I don't like talking about things unless I know they're facts, but I had heard this from a reliable source 
that Canada is going to make it mandatory to be able to come into Canada, you're going to have to have proof of the vaccine. So I've never had to get a flu shot to go anywhere. But now to do my living, I'm going to have to have a vaccine, proof of it to go to Canada. So the normality for me that you speak of is that now I just need Japan to say that. I need North America to say that. I need South America to say that. Australia, New Zealand. Once everybody jumps on, then I know we're in it together. Yeah. Then I then I, I I don't think we're not in it together now. I think the right people were offered the shot first, and then it opens up as it's created knowledge. <clears throat> Am I going to get it? <clears throat> well, no one can even prove I'm the real clown anyway. So if I don't want it, I could continue that and just play it off and just disappear like maybe I have already. I mean, this could be assimilation, you know, this could be assimilation. And, but I believe in it and I want to tour. And most importantly, as long as my family gets it and wants me to get it, then I'll get it because I want to be able to hug my fans again. I want to be able to embrace the people that have needed me and that I have needed. And the way I've been explained by, you know, the doctors I go to, they basically say, hey, get the vaccine because what we do, we're going to be around a lot of people that aren't going to take it and they're going to be sick. There's going to be a lot of healthy people, but there's also going to be a lot of people that are naysayers that aren't going to. And you and I are around great amounts of people every day, tremendous amounts of people, meet and greets, handshakes, yeah. People coughing in our face, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I believe in it. And I believe what the doctors say. It's like, look, the idea is to keep me out of the hospital. And if I'm going to be around people that choose to make it a conspiracy or they don't believe in it, or they just are out, whatever, I risk, you know, being in a different country and getting a different strand that I might never leave that country again and not see my family. So I'm definitely going to get it, but we, we're, we're waiting for everyone to get it. I'm healthy. Um, I feel like those that really need it here in our location should get it. And then I'll, then, you know, they're already trying to make me get it. You know, like one of the guys that's here is like, Oh, I had you signed up. I'm like, you didn't even ask me, but I know that I might not be able to get in anywhere and I should just do it now. And, but it's, scary. it's going to be, yeah, it's going to, I think it's going to become a new passport. Like you want to check into the hotel, show it. You want to get on a plane aboard, you show it. You want to do something. You, you won't be able to, uh, unless you just want to, you know, stuck in, uh, I don't know, in your house. Yeah, no problem. But uh, if you want to go, you know, global or just you know go places i think it's gonna be obligatory and i'm like uh, you know like that's what you said before you know about uh, using the safety belts you know like of course you know like first reaction of like of any kind of like if, um, you know um thing in the evolution it's like there's, there's always people protesting you know i bet that like when the first train tracks, you know, and trains would start, like 
there's been like a huge boycotts of like other businesses. So you go, the trains are gonna kill uh, whatever. And like, I bet that everything would just start the same. Oh, they, they would come up with a intersection light. Red means um, you don't drive. Fuck it, I'm gonna drive. You know, no one is gonna tell me what I, you know what I mean? No, like in the end of the day, we all agreed that when there was a red, you fucking stop. Well, you can drive, but you're ris risking your life and other people's lives. So at some point, you'll be like, you'll get used to that. Just cool down and time shall tell. Simple as that. You're absolutely right. And I like, I like the fact that <clears throat> what just has the world, all these guys with money and all the politics and all these people that I'm not going to meet or be invited in or told or let in on the big secrets what have they been doing for the last year you know I, I'm, I'm really interested to see when it's all open and it's all legal like what what what's really going to be at immigration you know the, the first time I had face recognition was in Japan they're like mm. you're not coming in unless you stand right here and I, I stood there and I watched all the 3D meshing tick, 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 all over my yeah. face. And I'm like, well, that's it. I'm done. The whole world's got me now. And, you know, I had a spinal tap and uh, I had a spinal tap in 2001 or something. And when they took that liquid out and it was in the syringe and they were showing it to me, it was see-through and I looked at the doctor and I said, you got everything. And he's like, we got all we need. And I was mm -hmm. like, I hate, I'm like, where does it go? Why do you get it? Do I get it? And they're like, we got it. I'm like, so you could recreate me. You could be me. You could frame me. You could, what the hell? He's like, we know who you are. We, we've known everything you've done. We basically know what's up. So yeah. I'm yeah. interested to see what all the people with the money who can move when when the airport's not working what kind of changes can you make to the airport when the restaurant is not open because it is not abiding by COVID? well you gotta spend money to get up to date so what has the lovely people of the world in power been doing for the last 365 days while we've been told to be in our house I can't wait to venture out and, and catch these things that have been implemented because I guarantee you, no one sleeps on a year of humans being locked away and not react on it. There's no way things have not been put. I mean, I can remember the first four months not even hearing an airplane in the sky. And I remember being out in my garden and I heard this noise and my bro's like, what's your problem? I go, what is that? What is that? He goes, it's an airplane. I go, oh, I haven't heard one in like four months out here. Like it is an airplane. And I thought, how weird is that? That I never used to hear airplanes, but then I picked up on that they're not around anymore. And then I picked up on their back. So I promise you when we go back, uh, potentially a more frightening world of control. Like I'm not going to be escorted out by an AI robot because I owe parking tickets. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't want all of that. So, but when we get back out, yes, it's going to be different. Not unlike a breathalyzer, it's going to be temperature, proof of vaccine, maybe even up to the day, maybe you have to get it that day. I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
temperatures throughout the show after the first band's done. You gotta go to a temperature. If not, you gotta go to this room. But what I do know is that money, money will solve all that. Money will open up another room. Money will bring in, we already have someone sitting by the door saying, can I check your pass? We're gonna have another person in another room saying, can I check your temperature? Here's, yeah. you know, like, you're right, it's gonna change. <clears throat> but I refuse to believe it's not gonna be for the better because I like to be optimistic. And I like to believe that humans need each other. Your fans need you, my fans need me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I totally miss that. I miss, I started like missing touring like for last few months, you know, the first half of a year or like maybe even full year, I'd be like, I've been fucking always, you know, flying, going to places, touring. So for once in life, I can just sit on my ass and do nothing. And that was, it felt like a bliss. And I like that. I'm getting now to be very, uh, getting more and more impatient. And I'm like, holy shit, you know? I mean, without that interaction, what's the sense of my art? You know, I'm like, no, I need people. I need uh, that uh, collaboration. I need uh, like just sharing these energies, you know? Otherwise it's like, that's why I'm just thinking of other bands that I see around like fucking Testament released the record last year. Gojira has just released the record. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm talking to Mario, uh, the drummer, like, yeah, but there's no touring. I mean, what's but, the sense? But, but, yeah. but let, let's take it, a, let's just, let's bring it out of our reality. Think about all the young women who didn't get to do their proms. Think about in the early days, we were hearing about people dying of COVID and weren't allowed to have funerals. You, you couldn't go be with the corpse. They were, they were buried. You, there were no funerals, uh, weddings. Imagine people having babies while beds are loaded with COVID patients and, and women are having babies. Uh, so you're right. But what I figured out is that what I'm trying to talk about, and if I can spread anything to anybody, this is just my opinion. I just feel like the impatience that you're talking about, we all have it, right? I, every one of us has it right now. But what's good about it, what's good about it is I think the impatience is really anticipation. So what you and I have had to do is we've had to sit here and think about the way it was. <coughs> Pardon me. When I talk too much, I do that. So I better take a drink. Cool. It's my brain's way of saying slow down. <laughs> so I will. I'm getting excited. Um, the anticipation of getting back out has helped us look at where we were and where we are. But I think the most important question is what we all choose to be after this so that 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 adrenaline you got that impatience it's going to happen i promise you it's going to happen but i feel like all of us have been set to reboot we've all been set to default we've all had time to think about the elephants that were set free because there was no more tourism so 
dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of elephants were released back to their natural habitat because there was no one there to ride them. These are all things we've learned while staying in place. So I think it's really important. Who are we all going to be for each other when we finally, the door is open and they say go and we're all going, are we all going for the finish line again? Are we all trying to get to the finish line again? Are we going to help each other to the finish line? I mean, I, like I said, I've been blessed because I've had time off. I mean, COVID has been no big deal because I just am blessed and can work and have good people around me that are healthy and want to abide and we're making art and we're checking into the world and I'm doing this for my fans because I miss them and it helps them. I get a lot of replies saying, hey, you guys aren't on tour, so at least I got this. So I'm just trying to do what I can, but I really think it's gonna be amazing when your band and you and your other band or myself or Corey Taylor and his solo thing or somebody doing a guitar clinic or whatever it is. I think, for instance, we're gonna be getting together very soon to record some music. I mean, I haven't seen these cats in a year, but like I told you, I haven't seen some of these dudes for two and a half years before. I've been in between Stone Sour cycles for at least three albums. That's like that's like eight years or eight and a half years, something like that, that I've taken off to 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 further my art to the next thing. So how many ever days it's been? I just know that if I'm going to an airport, man, shit better be different. Otherwise, I'm never going to an airport again. Because before this all happened, everyone was rude, the air sucked. The, there were crumbs on the seat. People were getting up. No one cared. You get the drunk dialer. The guy's been drinking in TJI Fridays or wherever in the airport. He's blasted. He gets in. You and I are tired. My seat goes back. I need to sleep because I got an eight-hour flight. I haven't been to sleep in three days, and I got the drunk dialer. You know, just, hey, what's up? I just, blah, 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 you know, just over and over. Like, it, it was really bad before COVID, man. People, people were freaking out before. So I'm very interested to see if anything has actually been done, if anybody's actually learned. And, um, you know, if we're going to fix COVID, let's fix malaria. Let's fix Alzheimer's. Let's fix cancer. Let's let's fix it all but i'm interested what this year has done to your brain in creating and i already know because you said you're taking more time to create so that interests me so the next thing i'm going to get from you i can apply that paintbrush and say oh he had more time does that mean it's better or worse than what you did before or after it doesn't mean anything it just means there's a new thing going on yeah in you. yeah so i think it's a special time in life yeah, yeah, but uh, I just like that it's different, and um, I like a different approach. And actually, I'm very, I'm excited about um, about a new approach. And uh, it, it, you can just redefine yourself. You can do something from a different perspective, and that's what this situation gives me. And that is amazing because I know that, like on a regular routine, I'll be doing the same. And I'll be rushing my ass. But then again, it doesn't, I mean, sometimes you can just overdo by taking too much time. 
Sometimes it's better to do like a spontaneous boom, 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 decision, done. That was the best. Sometimes it's the worst. It, it's hard to say, but for a change, I love the fact that I'm taking my time to process everything fucking billions of times and just eventually come back to with the best solution. At least, you know, what I think at this very moment. But anyways, um, like working in a studio now is like, I like having like, since I'm doing vocals and I can really like uh, just wear my voice out easily because it's like really like, ah, like very, uh, you know, guttural and, you know, throaty, you know, vocals and stuff. I can easily kill it. So like back in the days, you know, when the budget was small and like the time we're running out of time in the studio, you had to be like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, no, 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 done. And here, like for years now and now even more because of that situation i'm like okay i'll be doing a vocal sessions once a week just to have another whole week just to this like vocal course to fully recover we're doing guitar leads you know for like months now and i'm like okay remember that lead that we did a month ago i slept with that and i think the whole song you know maybe needs like a different notes there so let's change that that is yeah. fucking amazing you know what i mean of course you know you don't want to uh, um, just, you know, make, make it too long. You know, it's going to be time when you say, okay, this is good. This is right for the song. This is the album finished. Okay, let's take it to the mix. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to have that problem. But uh, I like that comfort that uh, lockdowns are uh, giving me, actually. And also another thing, you know, because I'm working locally in the studio, so my studio is that I like studio that I work in is like seven minute drive from my place. And like, you can fucking shut down everything, you know, because I can still go to my studio. My guy comes to the studio, just me and him, we work together and I get shit done. And it's even better to work on the, the, these circumstances other than having the whole world just spinning around and just, you know what I mean? It's quiet. There's no people in the streets. There's just, you know, things are just slower and I'm just going to my studio to do my work. I also like that too. Well, I, I don't get into conspiracy because conspiracy doesn't normally have too much fact, but just the few things that you mentioned there, you know, my brain just goes to immediate like maybe we all needed to slow down and maybe the world knew it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you just said it yourself. You can, there's no cars in the street. You can get there. It's quiet. Um, anybody I talk to says the same thing. And that's, that's, what's amazing. And I agree with you um, that, you know, it has been nice to slow down. It's hard to hear about, you know, the real hard times for people, you know, that, that are really struggling. That's what makes all this time out uh, uh, heavily a burden on the self, you know, on the, on the consciousness of, you know, like, for example, not to go in it, but like, you know, I, if I could, I would maybe have redirected my life to solve the homeless problem because I made a movie <laughs> every morning I had to get up in East LA and drive uh, 
you know, on the freeway through Skid Row to get mm. to my movie set and then leave my movie set and go back through Skid Row. And man, tears in and tears out, regardless of the situation, whether it's mental um, attributes, whether it's drug abuse, whether it's hard times, whether it's a choice, I don't know. I just know it's unacceptable that humans look the other way. And so COVID's been difficult on that sort of things. You know, I feel like, you know, I feel like, oh God, I'm gardening, but like who's caring for the homeless down here? You know, like, or the people on Venice Boulevard or, or you know, in any city, you know, I, I shouldn't just mention one or two locations. These are just locations that are identifiable. So. I, I'm also hoping that when the veil is released, I'm hoping all the good people in the world have survived, even the ones who are in the hardest of times. I hope, mm -hmm. I hope they, I hope they had a moment of reflection, and maybe this whole thing is doing something for them because I know they're still there. They haven't gone away, so we we haven't been a brutal world and just shoved it under the mat. Um, but I'd like, uh, hopefully, hopefully things are happening, man, you know, so, but I bet you, I bet you next fall, I bet you things are happening and I'm betting on next fall, uh, when exactly, I don't know, but I bet you before Christmas, no matter what, there's going to be shows. I've foreseen this. I've foreseen Corey Taylor walking out on stage and putting his hand up and everyone crying and him mm -hmm. not being able to continue. Yeah. Because so everyone's like, like, oh my God, we're here. It's happening. You know, everyone just stops for a moment and just goes, we may have not appreciated this. So let's get it on, you know? So it's going to be a beautiful world, I think, man. Everybody's just, just let's bring it. Like you said, it takes all of us to stop at that, that stoplight. Don't run the red light. You risk your life. You risk another person's life. We've all abided. We've all learned. Red means stop. If you if you choose to go through, it may be your ass or somebody else's. So mm. that was a good thing to say today uh, uh, to make a lot of sense in a simple way of looking at it. So, hey, I'm sure you're pretty busy. I just want to catch up with you. I know there's a lot going on with you. I don't want to pressure you with that. That's um, I, I wish you well on all that. You're going to be cool. And uh, I know it's a lot and it's probably a whole other, you know, it's a whole other thing. Um, I'm just glad we could connect today and we will reconnect very soon. Absolutely. And, uh, I've been thinking about you uh, as people have and stuff, uh, fight the good fight and uh, keep making art. Tell the guys I said, hello, and uh, keep getting some more holidays <laughs> and uh just do what you do and you'll be cool and uh do what we do and we uh yeah we uh we create art to the most extremists and uh people do and we're all different from picasso to dolly to you to me, uh to all of us it's uh different so yeah man yeah i mean like uh and also just to sum it up you know in a i mean i'm gonna be like completely sincere here like I had all this time to think, okay, if there is no more touring, if there is no more shows, like in the way, the way we knew that, 
because you never know. I mean, I hope there is, you know, but if there is none, like the last touring experience was the Slipknot experience. And that was on fucking every level. That was our, that was the peak of our career. And for that, we are like eternally thankful. It was beautiful. It was massive. That had a killer impact. We learned so much from uh, Slipknot. And also like on a colleague level, like, you know, human to human uh, relationship level, but also like professional level, it was amazing. So I know it sounds weird what I'm saying now because, oh, well, again, you know, we don't know if tomorrow is, you know, we, we are around here tomorrow. So we never know what the future brings. That's Hopefully awesome. it brings a lot of light at some point, but if it, do, it, it, it it's not happening, uh, the last experience was fucking was beyond epic, and that is like namaste for that. <laughs> well, I I feel exactly the same way. I I approach. Every, thank you very much. That that's too kind, and uh, uh, that's just very nice. And I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I always like to hear the word learning. You know, so I like to know that the people that we employ that are our family, I like to know that they teach and that, that they also learn and that they, they, they help. So thank you for that, because I, I love to know the family is treating all the families uh, the way we need to be treated. But I'm very fond of what we did. I had a very hard year. Uh, getting into it, uh, my life was sort of cut short before we started, and it was cut short uh, mm. for all of us. And I, I, it's been a very bizarre way for me to make sense of what reality is. Uh, but I take it like I was supposed to come home and grieve. And that's why I took my shirt off in the garden, because I thought if anybody wants to come up here right now and get in the way of me planting this Russian mammoth sunflower in the middle of the garden <laughs> that's going to feed birds and bugs and I'm going to save the seeds and I'm going to sell them on the internet and donate the money to the Animal Rescue League because that's what my daughter like and I'm going to take my shirt off and that's the stop sign see that's the stop mm -hmm. sign so when you come out and you're like who am I talking to you're talking to the guy that needed a minute to grieve and take a moment to think and uh take some time but thank you so much for saying that i feel the same way um if it never happens i am internally grateful for all i've ever received uh not only from all the great bands that have played with us or that we've played with um in any sort of order but more importantly all those lovely lovely human beings that depend on us uh for a moment away from their issues whether it be gender race ethnic, uh, bullying, um, body image, um, substance abuse, divorce, uh, simply being, being awkward, fucking awkward. I was so awkward in high school that that's why I turned out how I am because I just, I'm like a turtle, man. I just pulled into it and just created that shit in the shell. And, and then one day I just lost the shell and they're like, what the hell's that thing? And don't get near it. <laughs> So I appreciate that, but but we will be on tour again together. We will see each other in the flesh. Um, I hope all the best for you. Please tell the guys I said hello. I do. Um, and everybody, 
keep your head up, stay safe, uh, take care of those around you and yourself. And uh, you need anything from clowns, just let me know, man. And, and you know, vice versa, I hope. And uh, be good out there and I'll see you soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Great awesome. talking. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Be safe. Cheers. Be safe.